Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. I've been unemployable since 1992. I fell off the wagon twice. Once I got fired and another time I fired myself. And I have had the joyful experience of launching four businesses. I launched a dot-com in 1998, heavily backed by venture capital, a food manufacturing business that I scaled in less than two years, backed by angel funding, and two online tech platforms that I launched with my charming personality, or as we say in the industry, bootstrapping. And it was a way for me to feel fulfilled, to add value, but I have to tell you, I was always the reluctant entrepreneur. It wasn't that I set out to bring some visions or missions to life that compelled me every day. I sort of fell into each of my companies with very little founder market fit. And today, I'm actually doing something that makes my heart sing with joy. And that is as the host, producer, and founder of the Startup Life Live Show where I provide edutaining content for diverse founders around the world through delicious conversations with diverse founders because representation matters. And it just lights me up to share their founder journeys and startup stories while edutaining and, again, helping founders maximize the joy and minimize the heartache from their founder journey. The steps that I've always taken to bootstrap a business have been to set certain things up myself online. But I can tell you the most important team members that you will bring on, bootstrapped or heavily funded, are your attorney, your accountant, and your insurance broker. These are your dream team members that you must have on board from day one to protect you and your business. Do not skimp on that. So for bootstrapping, there's a lot of ways you can get support in your community from, or virtually from a wonderful accelerator program, from business advisors, from SCORE. What I've done is I found really great service providers who I was able to onboard using minimal budget for things like the website, marketing collateral, and branding elements. I didn't skimp on quality, but I did take the time to make sure that I did not spend money as if I were an established business with millions in revenue. Also, making sure when I onboarded any new team members that they were willing to come on board with less salary. And that's the job of a founder, right? To be able to sell the vision and get folks excited about the opportunity and a really fulfilling, exciting position versus the salary. So those were important steps that I took. And then getting out there, sharing my story, getting on podcasts, getting out and networking in my community and letting people know about the businesses. One of my favorite success stories is how I scaled my food manufacturing business in less than two years nationally. And that's because I stayed off the shelves. I brought my business 
and food manufacturing business through the supplier diversity programs at Sodexo, Aramark, Compass, etc. I got certified as a women-owned business through WeBank, the Women's Enterprise Business National Council. It's the gold standard for getting certified as a woman-owned business. And through these entities, these food service companies, I was able to maintain margin and be on corporate campuses, college campuses, hospitals, all over the country. And it helped me get the volume up so that I could move onto the grocery shelves. Now, one of my biggest failures was with the dot-com. And that was when we had an opportunity to receive $14 million from Bear Stearns, may they rest in peace. I allowed the board to persuade me in not taking it. These were, you know, this is 1999. We were all, lots of folks were just very confident in scaling businesses and valuation. And I remind founders all the time to be sure to have the number in mind and really exit when that number is hit. But also managing those investors, make sure you are careful in who's on your cap table. We had a few folks that persuaded us not to take the 14 million. And boy, did we regret that. We already had 8 million in funding, but boy, that 14 million would have helped us get through the tough days. When you're bootstrapping, you have to be so clever. You really have to take and leverage every tool that's out there to help you build your business. And I think Canva is a great tool for your marketing collateral. I also believe podcasting, you know, setting up a podcast is a really low dollar, low entry level or any barrier to entry to help you create content, right? Because a lot of times getting your business out there and creating content is absolutely important. And so another tactic I used was, again, amplifying by my work and the business and the opportunities through conversations. So in-person conversation, networking events, always being media prepared. And what I mean by that is when anybody sticks a microphone in your face, whether it's a podcast or you're at an event, you are ready with your sound bites. And make sure, especially if you're getting interviewed by a podcast host that you manage up, meaning they may squirrel around in the podcast and go off left and right. You keep bringing them back to your sound bites for your business. Okay. You're there to promote your ability to be an amazing founder and the business's ability to deliver the products or services it's delivering. And you always want to keep coming back to that. And then if you're pitching and you're raising money for capital, Scrubius is one of my favorite platforms to prepare you for pitching to investors. There's nothing like it. Scrubius, S-C-R-O-O-B-I-O-U-S. I want to remind, especially first-time founders, that you always win when you launch a business, no matter what happens. You are going to level up not only your professional skill set, but your personal skill sets. There's really no personal development program out there like launching a business. So you may, if your first business does not work out, you can 
take those skills and apply it to the next business because you know that you've got another idea in the queue. Many founders do. But if you're like, whoa, I have learned a very valuable lesson. Entrepreneurship is not for me. Well, then you get to take all those skills you learned from launching your business to another organization. These are really strong transferable skills. And so that's why I always tell folks, you always win when you launch a business, no matter what happens. Please come and say hello to me. I'm online, Andy Lyons, A-N-D-E-L-Y-O-N-S. Come say hi when I go live on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. EST on the Startup Life Live show. Join the meetup group so you receive an alert whenever I go live. And follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram, wherever you glow. I'm on Pinterest. I'm an equal opportunity social media platform user. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andy Lyons on YouTube, because the conversations I'm having with these diverse founders, I promise you, you will learn so much from their business building tactics and wisdom and insights. Because representation matters. And if you see it, you can be it. So I hope I see you there. Say hi. Can't wait to hear what you're up to in the world. Cheers from Boston. Mwah. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners. Share your thoughts on episodes. Engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights. And help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.